Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and my guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Delighted to have you with us on this Monday coming off of Divisional Weekend and looking ahead to what we hope could be an absolutely spectacular NFL Final Four. And we've got a jam-packed guest list ready to go for you today as we open with the words, and then there were four. Booger McFarlane will join me in 15 minutes. Steve Smith Sr. coming up after that. Marcus Spears today. The green list is on the Watson trade. All that and a whole more. Bubba, my dad is down, and so I will ask you to hit it for me, please. The production, there's only one place to begin. Here we go! Only one place to start. It's hard to get to this point. There's nothing guaranteed from this point forward, but we're going to have to play our very best to uh, to beat one of the best teams in the league. You know, everybody always asks, what was our idea? Coach B.A., he had an answer. He said, we're some who's going to find a way to win the game. All right, Thomas Edward Brady, what can one say at this point? The reality of this situation is pretty simple. He was already the GOAT. He had already proved everything that you can prove. He had already won more than anyone ever. He has all the money you could ever possibly want or need. He has a beautiful family. He has unlimited opportunity outside of football whenever he decides to pull the plug. And yet he just keeps on doing it. Here he is now in his 14th conference championship game. 14. It is impossible. He was the 199th player drafted in the year 2000, a sixth-round pick out of Michigan. And he is now two wins away from being the greatest player in the history of American team sports. I think there's no other way to say it. He may already be. But what he's done here without Belichick, with a franchise that hadn't been to the playoffs in forever, without an offseason or a preseason, this is a guy who was playing golf with Phil Mickelson in May, And here he is now going to Lambeau Field this weekend trying to get to his 10th Super Bowl. And the most important thing I think we can say of him today is this is all about Tom. He is essentially the head coach of this team. And by that, I mean the following. My ultimate credit goes to Bruce Arians for getting the heck out of the way. Because one of the great storylines of this season, one of the biggest storylines of this season, was the obvious clash. The obvious clash in philosophy. I don't know if it was a personal clash or not. They both say it wasn't, and I'll take them at their word. But there was unquestionably a philosophical clash. Between Buccaneer Bruce and the no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense he wants to run, and Tom Brady, who understands how to win who understands what his strengths are, who understands what the strength of his roster is, who understands the importance of play action and pre-snap motion and running the football and how good his defense had a chance to be. And look at them yesterday. This was pure Brady. This game looked everything like the way the New England Patriots always used to win. Let the other team make the big mistakes. This was the better coach team yesterday. Todd Bowles had a brilliant plan yesterday. He knew Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball over his head, so he crowds everything up at the line of scrimmage. The result is four huge turnovers. Brady doesn't make the big mistake. He turns all of it into points. 
and he's on his way to his 14th championship game as a result, and he had Ryan Clark saying this, and he's right. Tom Brady's the greatest organization in football, <laughs> and yeah, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest player of all time. But if Tom Brady was an organization, we would sit here right now and talk about how great they drafted. We would talk about the, the lineage of winners that they have, all of the Hall of Famers that they have. If you were an organization and say you were like the – the All-American Toms, right? And you've been to 14 conference championships. You've been to nine Super Bowls, and you've won six of them. Right now, your fan base would be like the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base was when they had won six. They would always go to that, always go to their winning, always go to their consistency. That's who Tom Brady is. Bottom line, and we'll make this straight talk today, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. He's right. Tom Brady, the fighting Tom Brady's, were they a standalone NFL franchise, would be one of the great franchises in the history of the sport. Their 14 conference championship games would be tied for the third most by any franchise since the merger. Brady's nine wins in conference championship games would be the most of any franchise in the sport. The Steelers, the Cowboys, and the Broncos have eight Conference championship wins each. Brady's already run nine, and he's on his way to his 10th. The teams that have appeared in the most conference championship games since the merger, the Steelers have been there 16 times. The 49ers have been there 16 times. The Cowboys have been there 14 times. And Tom Brady has been there 14 times. He is as great an organization as the sport has ever seen. And there's got to be a deep dive into this. It isn't the time to do it yet. But look what he just did for a franchise that hadn't been to the playoffs in forever. And look what he left behind in New England. The whole Brady versus Bill conversation becomes a very interesting one today and going forward. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. We will have a lot of time to look back and forward at all of the football news. I think if you really sit back and look at it, The top four MVP candidates this season, those who will finish in the top four, I think, in the voting, one, two, three, and four, are the four players that are still alive. I believe Rodgers is going to finish first. I believe Mahomes is going to finish second. I believe Josh Allen is going to finish third. And I think Tom Brady might finish fourth in the MVP voting. And those are the four quarterbacks going forward. Although the reality is if you really wanted to get creative, if you want, and Rodgers deserves the award and is going to win it, but the truth is Stefan Diggs has been as, as, as valuable as any player in the NFL when you sit back and consider where all these teams wound up. But that's a different conversation for a different time. The, four, the top four MVP voters, I believe, top four in the MVP voting, I believe, are the four quarterbacks who will be playing this weekend. And interestingly, both of these games are rematches of games that were played the same week. On October 18th, week six on a Sunday, Tampa Bay obliterated Green Bay, 38-10. to Aaron Rodgers threw two picks in that game. He's only thrown five the entire year. In 18 games, Aaron Rodgers has thrown five interceptions. He threw two of them in that game. The next day, October 19th, in a Monday night game, it wasn't Monday night football, it was a game that had been rescheduled because of COVID stuff. Kansas City played Baltimore, and the Chiefs beat the Bills and ran all over them. Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushed for 161 yards in that game. There is no more Clyde Edwards-Alaire for the Chiefs. They may obviously have to try and run it like crazy if they can, if Mahomes can't play. 
As far as the lines are concerned, Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill, as of right now, has officially posted Bills Chiefs as a pick'em game with a total of 50. But obviously, that will move one way or the other as we start to get a sense of whether there will be Mahomes or not. We understand to expect it to be about Kansas City minus four with Mahomes. Buffalo minus three if Mahomes cannot play. The other game opens at Bucks at Packers. Packers minus three and a half with a total of 52. But clearly, the injury news and the update on Patrick Mahomes is what is going to decide absolutely everything. As on back-to-back days in the NFL, the last two MVPs leave their games with concussion. Lamar Jackson on Saturday night and then Patrick Mahomes yesterday afternoon. We are just getting started. We will be so busy today. Booger McFarlane with his thoughts coming up. Steve Smith coming up. The worst rule in American team sports is coming up. The green list is on the way. Delighted you're along for the ride. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, back with you here on ESPN Radio. And I will admit that I forgot to plug my microphone in there, so that's my fault. If I, How long were we back there, Bubba? How, how long were we back that I wasn't hearing it? And thankfully, I asked the question aloud to Nuno in the room, how long till we're back? And he said, I think we're back now. Are you plugged in? <laughs> Bubba, how long, were, how long were we missing me? I'd say... 25 seconds. Okay. Well, it is a delight to be back. I'll, you know what? I'll say back and better than ever again here, and I'm delighted to be with you. Joining us now is a man who has never been late for anything in his entire life, particularly at tea time. Joining me on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. The one, the only Booger McFarland is with me on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Booger. Good morning, Green Man. How are we doing, buddy? Well, I've had better. I've had I've had a better twenty five seconds than I just had there. But let's put that <laughs> aside and get to the business. So you make your home there in Tampa. So you've been sort of had a, an up close and personal seat 
for what it is that they've done, and in particular what he, Tom Brady, has done there this year. How would you describe what this franchise was when he got there and the fact that he has them now in the NFC Championship game? Well, they were searching, and, and, and they were trying to get back to what we built uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago almost, which is a, a championship-type team. And, and the offense was was putting up a lot of numbers with Jameis Winston. The defense was young and hungry, but they they were missing something. They were missing that veteran experience. Now you bring in Tom Brady, a guy who understands how to win. And that's the important thing. It's not about numbers. It's about winning. And all year long, everyone talked about when the offense would jail, when it would go down. And, you know, for me – it was about continuity and consistency. The more they practiced, the more they got an opportunity to be in a building with, with each other, the more Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady could get on the same page. And Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich are now on the same page, and, and, and now they're clicking. So it's been a year-long process, Greeny. Uh, COVID played a huge part in that. No mini camps, not as much personal time face-to-face. And I think that was one of the reasons why it took so long. But this offense and this team now uh, – they're clicking, and they believe, and Tom Brady's the leader out front of that of that unit. How how would you, having seen it, describe what he's meant to it just personally? You you, the end of your career, you went to Indianapolis and you won a championship playing with Peyton Manning, and and just the total enormity of his presence there in Indianapolis was somewhat legendary. For, for Brady to come in and do that in his first year in an organization, again, without a preseason, without an offseason, and this guy, and you know it as well as anybody, he was playing golf with Phil Mickelson at a time when normally this bonding would be going on. Like, how did he do it? Greeny, it, it, it's about presence and about confidence. And, you know, you, you'll get this analogy. You know, you have a son named Stevie, yeah. and I'm pretty sure there's been a time in Stevie's life where he was hesitant he was maybe scared or nervous to do something, and he turned around and looked at you. And the look that you gave him, the presence of you being there, gave him confidence that whatever it is that he was about to do, he knew he could do it. And even if he failed, it was going to be okay because you were there. That's the type of presence that Tom Brady brings to this team. This was a young, talented team. And every time they look around, it was Jameis Winston that was there. And nothing against Jameis, but Jameis was the same age as, as most of the team. Now you bring in a, a, a presence that's been there, that's done that, he's won, and more importantly, he can still play at a high level. And so when those young guys turn around and look, they see Tom Brady. And even when they went through that stretch of games, Greeny, where they lost several games, they looked at Tom Brady, and as long as he didn't panic, they didn't panic. And mm. it's something to be said about presence and confidence when you're dealing with young people. I, that's a really interesting analogy to make. I, I, I fear sometimes I have the opposite impact on my children, but I, <laughs> I appreciate the thought. Um, and it is an interesting one. So so there they go. The Bucks will go on and they will play Green Bay, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about all the teams that are still in it. I want to ask you, Booger McFarland, about some of the teams that are out of it now. Let's start with New Orleans. I, I think everyone agrees we, we probably saw the last game of Drew Brees' brilliant career yesterday. What does the future of quarterback for the Saints look like to you? Well, Sean Payton has told us it's going to be Taysom Hill. And I think when Drew Brees got hurt, they went to Taysom Hill. So not only has he shown us, he's told us that it's going to be Taysom Hill. So until he tells me something differently, I'm going to say Taysom is going to get the first shot. I think Jameis Winston is going to get an opportunity to come back because Sean likes the upside of Jameis Winston. And until I see something different, I think it's going to be a battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston whether we think it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, 
Let's talk about Jameis for a minute there, because that, that's the one that I'm most interested in. I can't decide if what Brady has done with this team is an indictment on Winston, who was a player who obviously came in with all the talent in the world. He was the number one pick in the draft not all that long ago. But to the point you just made, here's his team. They're in the NFC Championship game with a 43-year-old quarterback. And, and, and I know that they have made some other additions, but generally speaking, it's a very similar team to the one that Winston was never able to even get into the playoffs. Is Jameis Winston going to get a chance to be someone's starting quarterback sometime soon, Booger? Yeah, Green, I think he'll get the opportunity. And, and, and let's not forget, to your point, yeah, the team looks the same, but the one thing we can't quantify is the experience. Those guys are a year older. Those guys are playing better. Levante David and Devin White, who was all over the field yesterday, they're not the same players they were a year ago. The offensive line is better. Some of the additions uh, that they've made around Tom Brady has allowed him to flourish. So I know it can be looked at as an indictment on Jameis that Jameis uh, couldn't get the same team that Brady's gotten to this point, but we got to look at the experience and also the additions that have come in there. I think Jameis Winston will still be a starting quarterback for eight to ten years in this league. Just because it hasn't happened now and it may not happen next year if he doesn't beat out Taysom Hill is no way a referendum on the rest of his career. Greeny and Booger with you here. Now, I invite you to check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision, an original series now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. The other quarterback thing that is going to get all of the attention now, Boog, is the situation with Deshaun. So let me catch everybody up who has not been following this. Um, Adam Schefter was on TV with us this morning and was on TV and on Twitter all day yesterday saying that the relationship between Deshaun Watson and the top levels of the Houston Texans organization is broken in a way that it will very likely never be able to be restored. And the likely scenario now is that Deshaun Watson has thrown his last pass as a member of the Houston Texans. Now, assuming they do trade him and he has a no trade clause, so he really controls the situation. I think you could make an argument. This could be the biggest trade in NFL history when you consider how good he is and how young he is. So give me your thoughts on this, Booger, here to start the conversation and, and where you think it goes and how in the world did they let it get to this in Houston? Well, I, I think it got to this point because the people in Houston have not realized what the player empowerment has given the, the top stars in sports. You look at Anthony Davis in basketball. You look at James Harden in basketball. Now you look at Deshaun Watson. There's only a few players in every sport that can command – and that deserve a seat at the table when it comes to, okay, let's talk to our star players. Let's have open communication. I know I'm the owner, Cal McNair. I own the team. However, I need to create a relationship with my top player because he's got to be the voice. He's got to be the face of whatever vision that I have for my franchise. Well, Greeny, for whatever reason, Cal McNair has basically said, I'm going to do this my way. Deshaun, I gave you $40 million. Be happy. Go, go sit down. You play quarterback and let me do everything else. And that's just not working, especially when, from all the reports, Deshaun was told he would have some input. So, Greeny, ultimately, based on what we've seen with AD and James Harden, if Deshaun Watson wants out, he'll get out. It's just a matter of if and when they want to make the move as far as what number of draft picks they want, which team they want to deal with. But if he wants to get out, he'll get out. And, and, and quite frankly, Greeny, with everything you're hearing coming out of Houston – I don't know if if I were a player, or better yet, 
if I were Eric Bieniemy, who's the hottest coach on the market or was to be rumored and should have a job in this cycle, and it'll be a travesty if he doesn't get one, I don't know if I would want that job because it doesn't sound like an environment that's conducive to winning. We hear a lot about culture in, in society these days. Well, what is culture? Culture is anything but what's going on in Houston right now, especially a good culture. A good culture doesn't breed the the negative energy that you hear coming from every inch of the building. And I think Houston has a lot to do to repair that. And even if they offer Eric Bieniemy the job, I don't know if he should take it. It's interesting. And and he they can't offer it to him until after their run ends, which will be at soonest Sunday. And if they win this weekend is is two more weeks on the other side of that. And and by that time so many other decisions around the sport will wind up getting made. They find themselves in a mess. I agree with you. It is of their own making. And so if you're Deshaun, put yourself in his situation. And to the point you made a minute ago, very few players in the history of football have ever been in the situation that he's in. But he does hold all the cards here. Where would you want to go? Give me a you – know, I'm, not, I'm not asking necessarily for just one place. But give me the teams you think he'd be most interested in going if you were in his position. Miami, uh, because of Brian Flores and his ability to build a defense. Uh, you know, Greeny, you've been knowing me a long time. I'm not a cold-weather guy, so I, <laughs> you know, I, I know you expected me to say the Jets, but, no. you know, Boog being a cold-weather guy, I'm going to stay away from the snow and the temperatures below 50. But what about Jacksonville, Greeny? Okay, we all think that Trevor Lawrence is a can't-miss prospect, but we know what Deshaun Watson is. So would I rather have a bird in the hand or two in the bush? I'm going to always take the bird in the hand. So if you're Deshaun Watson and you're Jacksonville, if I ask Urban Meyer in a private moment right now, you can have Deshaun Watson or you can take your chances on Trevor Lawrence. I just wonder what he would say because one is a proven commodity. One played the quarterback position at a top five level this year. You know what he is, and he's done it at the highest level. We think we know what Trevor Lawrence is going to be, but do we really, really know? So if it were me, I would try to figure out a way, Miami and Jacksonville, and that's partly because I want to deal with sunshine and no state tax. I totally understand. And because you've never seen a person, you've ne- people will think that Booger's a big, tough guy. You've never seen a person shrivel up more than he does when it's cold. And it's not even <laughs> that cold. Like when you used to come up to Bristol to do Mike and Mike with me, you'd be, your nose is running and all that. And I'm like, Booger, it's 37 degrees. That's, that's, that's golf cold. weather up here. <laughs> really that's cold man that's not that cold uh, but 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 to, to your previous point i agree and i would even go to this step and, and i'm not listen trevor lawrence god bless him he seems like a terrific young man and i hope he has a brilliant nfl career having watched them both in college in this on the same team on the same school i thought deshaun watson was a better college quarterback than trevor lawrence was he, he, yes. that's my opinion and, and and that doesn't mean that lawrence won't be brilliant but i completely agree with you yeah, and, and, and if you think about this, if you're Urban Meyer, like Urban is not used to losing. Like Urban, if, if he doesn't get the, this situation right, he may lose more games in year one than he's lost just about his entire career. Right. So if you're Urban and, and you want to win and you're used to winning, how can you win the fastest? I get it. you got all this capital and all this cap space. You're telling me that you can't put a package of picks together, get Deshaun Watson. Now you pay him. His contract is already pretty much set. And now you can use all that other cap room and all those other things to kind of put a a team on the field that's capable of winning. Urban is a culture guy, and that would solve everything if you're Deshaun that you don't have in Houston, which is a great culture. So 
Hopefully they get it worked out, Greeny, because Watson is truly one of the bright young stars in our league. Oh, I totally agree. All right, Booger, hit him straight today. Thank you, my good friend. I'll talk to you later in the week. Always, pal. Have a good one, Greeny. That's the one and only Booger McFarlane with me here. Greeny with you in exactly 30 seconds. Steve Smith Sr., now of the NFL Network, a terrific analyst, with his thoughts in particular on the impact that so many receivers have made on the teams who are still in it. You're watching your defense come up with a play that that really became the game changer. Karen Johnson with one of the greatest plays you'll ever see. That was a huge play and a big stop for our defense. Our guys made plays when we had to, and, and we're moving on. Saturday night, the Buffalo Bills with an enormous win over the Baltimore Ravens, led in large part by one of the great acquisitions we've seen in recent NFL memory, Stefan Diggs was brilliant that night, and the Bills are in the championship game. And joining us now to talk about it, one of the great receivers of his time, Steve Smith Sr., who is now on NFL Network and the host of the Cut To It podcast. He is with me on the Goodyear Hotline. Hello, Steve Smith Sr. Hey, what's going on, stranger? How are you? Well, it's been a long time. I, every time I see you up there on TV, I say to myself, he owes everything to me. You came on Mike and Mike. You dominated. Everybody loved you. And the next thing I know, you're a superstar. So, you know, I, I hope that I get some of the credit in your mind because I feel like I deserve at least some of it. Absolutely. You know, when I was still playing and you guys gave me the opportunity, but more uh, you, Green and Golick were – very gracious, uh, taught me a few tips, and it, it was really cool. And I, I cannot not thank you enough for that <laughs> opportunity and, and also uh, how you treated me off air as well. Uh, learned a lot from you guys. And, uh, and, and so it's always anytime you need anything from me, you know, uh, you know I'm the dark alley kind of guy, but <laughs> you need some other things. I'm there for you. Well, you're very nice to say that. And I was mostly, I was thoroughly kidding. Obviously, you've done a fabulous job. You were ready for this long before you came anywhere near us. Okay, let's get to business here. I made the statement this morning that the biggest difference between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who are two terrific young quarterbacks drafted in the same draft class, developed and have Mm -hmm. both had great success in the NFL. But as you watched them Saturday night head to head on the same field, to me, the biggest difference was that Josh Allen had Stephon Diggs, and Lamar Jackson did not. How would you describe the impact Diggs has had on that team this year and on the development of the young star quarterback in Allen? I believe they go hand-in-hand, and and you you just summarized it great, but I'll add another uh, piece of the puzzle. Brian Dayball, Mm. how he has uh, created and drafted plays and how he puts things together, that also – is a, uh, a very important part. Ron, uh, Greg Roman, uh, we know what he does. He's an excellent, he's a former O-line coach, tight end coach. He knows how to run a football. I don't believe that his creativity in the pass game uh, matches uh, the ability that Brian Dayball has. And you, you can just compare the two and it's apples and oranges. That's a very interesting thought, and we had some other people pointing that out today that maybe they need just sort of a, a philosophy shift. Let's talk about them for a minute, the Ravens here. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the teams that are still in it. With regard to the Ravens, they've been very good the last three years, and Lamar Jackson has been sensational, yes. and he was the MVP of the league last year. But it does feel like there is an element to it missing before they're going to go on and win a championship. What is that element? What do they need to do? I believe it's creativity. Um, because they're going to say, you know, I've heard stories and, you know, things out of everywhere, and I'm, I'm one of those talking heads as well as you. If they don't have a 
receiver that can sell, uh, separate. Mm-hmm. Now, I disagree with that because they used the first round pick to get Hollywood Brown. And people can say, well, he's not big enough. He's skinny. Well, Hollywood Brown was possibly lighter in college when they drafted him than he is today after his second year playing in the NFL. So let's not act like all of a sudden he shrunk um, when you drafted him. He was he was a buck fifteen uh, after Thanksgiving, dripping wet when you drafted him. He may be a buck twenty five. However, you need to go and look at why what was so attractive about Hollywood Brown in college that it made you go in the first round and said, "This is our guy." So whatever it was, implement some of those plays to give him the opportunity to be explosive, which make which led you to drafting him in the first uh, round. That's that's my assessment of it. That's how I look at it. And you look at Brian Dayball, what he's done offensively. Diggs has always been an explosive player. How explosive? He wasn't this explosive. He has the potential, right? And that's why guys are drafted. That's why guys get contracts off the put potential. And then he took and he said, this is what he does well. He doesn't do this, so we're not going to put him in that situation. The Baltimore Ravens have not done that with their playmakers on the outside. Now, they've done that with Mark Andrews. They've, uh, they've seen what he has done in college, took that, and look at him. He's a pro bowler, all pro. He's, he's, he's the leading receiver at tight end on their team. But they have to get the other guys involved, creativity, so those guys could take pressure off of Mark Andrews and also off Lamar Jackson and his running game. We already know they're going to run the football. What we don't know is how effective will they be in the pass game. And thus far, they haven't been as effective when you compare them to how effective and explosive they are in the run game. Steve Smith Sr. is with me now. He's from the NFL Network. He has a podcast called Cut to It. And this Sunday, NFL Game Day morning will air at 9 Eastern on NFL Network. One more I want to ask you about, Steve, and that's Devontae Adams. He had one of the great seasons we've ever seen. We wondered if Jalen Ramsey would be able to shut him down on Saturday. That's not how that went. That one went. When you watch Devontae Adams play, what do you see? I mean, I've seen, I've seen a kid that went to, you know, Fresno State. And, came, and, and, you know, you see what the potential was, and he's came out and just exceeded all expectations. He's a freaking worker bee. He works his butt off. And, uh, you know, he obviously is playing with one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best offensive minds with Matt LaFleur. So when you sprinkle all that, all that into a recipe, it's a beautiful cake, and then he can play ball, and he's a – you know, he loves ball. So that's the icing and the cherry on top. I mean, it's – I, I can try to summarize how good of a player he is, but then I'll still be selling him short because the, the guy just, just makes plays every single day. And here he is one win away from a trip to the Super Bowl. Steve, I have to run. It's a pleasure to catch up. Thank you. Let's do this again soon. I really enjoyed it. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. All right, that's Steve Smith Sr. again now from NFL Network, just doing a terrific job. So busy today. Coming up, the green list. Plus, I will tell you what was the biggest play of the NFL season. It happened over the weekend. All that and more. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. 
ESPN Radio and the Undefeated celebrate Martin Luther King Day with L.A. Clipper Paul George. Continue to use my voice, continue to use my platform, um, and I think ultimately just continue to just stay educated. Um, you know, I, I can't talk about something that I don't know about. Um, so I think education and involvement in this uh, fight is uh, top of the list. Um, but it's not just about talking. It's not just about the words. It's about the action. Celebrating Martin Luther King Day with the Undefeated and ESPN Radio. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny, we roll along with you here on ESPN Radio. In exactly 30 seconds, I will tell you what the biggest play of the NFL season so far was. It's not the one you think it was. And then we have today's green list. It's about Deshaun Watson. But we'll spend those 30 seconds with some straight talk. Look, we all drop our phones. It happens. You fumble it. You crack it. You splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless now offers this new Platinum Unlimited plan that includes phone protection to 65 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text, and data, plus 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage and more, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash straight talk limitations and exclusions do apply. I looked over at the sideline, felt I had a lot of running room. This team's giving me so much, so I put my body out there for them. But you're talking about replacing the guy that everybody thinks is the best quarterback and potentially in the history of our game. Yeah, I mean, look, Chad Henney and Henny thing is possible was a spectacular moment yesterday. And if you look at the confluence of circumstances that came together for them to put that game away on that fourth down play, which ultimately ends the game on the short pass to Tyreek Hill that Tony Romo and I, and I think most people watching, didn't think they would even snap. The biggest play of the game, and I think to this point, the biggest play of the season is the third and 14. And there are a number of reasons why. Number one, if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback in that spot, they're throwing a first down pass. He's going to throw the ball in that situation. Number two, if Patrick Mahomes isn't hurt, I don't know that Cleveland punts it on fourth and nine. I actually think Cleveland might go for it on fourth and nine because giving the ball back to Mahomes is basically giving the game away. But with Henny. Third and 14, goes back to pass, and then in the biggest play of his career, goes diving, racing, barreling forward, and diving within a half a yard of that first down. How close did he have to get for them to go for it? They're not going for it on fourth and five. I don't even know if they go for it on fourth and three. He had to get that close. He had to make that play with his legs. And so to me, that's the biggest play of the game. It's the biggest play because it sets up 
the ability to go for it on the fourth down. Otherwise, Baker Mayfield gets the ball back with a chance to rewrite history. And the way he was playing, I think he had a real chance to do it. So to me, the biggest play of the game is not the fourth and one. The fourth and one never happens if it's not for the scramble on third and 14. Greeny with you here. Much more insight as we go on all these, but it's time for the list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly here, and then we'll have time to digest them a little bit more. But the overwhelming story here is that Deshaun Watson wants out and is getting out of Houston. And so we have put together five spots that would make sense for Deshaun Watson. Clearly, practically every team in the National Football League should be desperately trying to get Deshaun Watson. But these are the ones that feel likeliest. Number five. The Bears have to do everything in their power to get him. The Bears who have made all the mistakes and they bring back the, the, the general manager this year when no one wanted them to. He has a chance to right that wrong. He traded up to take Mitch Trubisky when Deshaun Watson was on the board. He's finally got back all the draft capital. He traded away for that and for Khalil Mack. Trade everything you have. The first round picks in 21, 22, 23. Trade it all. The Chicago Bears should and have to do everything in their power to try to make Deshaun Watson the quarterback that he should have been for them once upon a time. Number four. All right, the 49ers is the next one, and it's easy to see why he would want to go there. I think most great young players, offensive players in the NFL, want to go play for Kyle Shanahan. And the question is, does Jimmy Garoppolo continue in San Francisco? Do you, are you willing to trade some of the really young superstar talent that you have on that place, particularly on your defense? If the Texans want not only draft picks, but star players coming back in return, the 49ers might be able to put together the package that matters. Number three. All right, obvious. Number three is the Jets. And look, Daniel Jeremiah and Adam Schefter are playing with my emotions. Daniel Jeremiah tweeted yesterday, if Watson becomes available via trade, the Jets should call. You could trade the second pick this year, their first in 2022, and their first in 2023. They have three first-round picks they could trade, plus Sam Darnold, and they still would have first-round picks to use. And then Adam Schefter quote tweeted that by saying there's no team out there better positioned than the New York Jets to put together a compelling trade package for Deshaun Watson. All I'll say is, guys, don't do this to me. My heart can't take this because obviously that would be the single best thing that's happened to the franchise in over half a century. Number two. At number two is Jacksonville. And I agree with what Booger said earlier. The Jaguars should trade the first pick in the draft, which equals Trevor Lawrence, to get Deshaun Watson. And to me, if I'm Houston, that's what I want. You replace a young star quarterback with another young star quarterback that your fan base will get excited about. To me, that's the trade I'm making if I'm Houston, if I can get the number one overall pick. Number one. But number one is the Dolphins because they also have all this draft capital they can trade plus the quarterback. Maybe Houston wants Tua. And every indication we've gotten is that Deshaun is interested in Miami. So I think that feels like the likeliest scenario here is that Deshaun Watson winds up a Miami Dolphin. Think about what that would mean in the AFC East, where you would have him and Josh Allen and Bill Belichick in the same division. But one way or another, that to me feels like the green list for today. Bears, Niners, Jets, Jags, Dolphins. The future of Deshaun Watson hangs in the balance. More next, ESPN Radio. Coming up today on Barton Hahn, why this is the best shot Aaron Rodgers will have at a second Super Bowl title. And the best place for Deshaun Watson to be next season is... That's today on Barton Hahn, starting at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. 
Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.